the Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan. Not with my mom. She's away. Our favorite shop boy is here to play. Grant Whitaker, thanks for being here today. Yeah, I'm so happy to be I here. I rhymed like seven times right there. Did you hear that? She's away. Play. Today. I think you need a record deal. Thank you. Yes. yes right away. Yes. I'm calling I am American sort Idol of a, tomorrow. a closet rapper. I, I heard it. I don't know if you know that it. about me. Yes. In your Dreamer sweatshirt this morning. That's right. I love it. That's right. Thank you. Well, I am in sweats because I have just come from FitFest. Oh. Today is Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine's Fit Fest at the U of M Rec Center. It's going on right now. It's not too late. It goes until, I think, like 3 o'clock. But you typically um, drop it like it's hot every Saturday morning, don't oh, you? Oh, yes. You know it, baby. <laughs> you know I do. Um, so a whole it's a whole day. You've been to Fit Fest. You've taught yes, at Fit Yes, I've taught Fest. at Fit Fest, yes. So it's a whole day of classes to you know to sample and try. It's kind of a good way to, to try out a bunch of different workouts without having to drive to a bunch of different gyms and see what you like. Do a little yoga. Do a little spin, dance, cardio, but then there's also shopping. Well, and I like the way that it's set up. I mean, it's such an, an open space. You get a lot for your buck. Yeah. I mean, there's really a lot to see and a lot to do. Yeah, and you can buy tickets right at the door if you still wanted to head over there. Yeah. And there's lunch and there's all sorts of like kombuchas and sodas to try and also and jewelry and beauty products. So it's fun. Well, and the nice thing to add to if you're one of those people who gets a little intimidated about the gym, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who do. Yes. It's a great way to experience it and just take the entire intimidation factor out of it. Yes. Yes, Would indeed. You agree? Or you can just pretend that you look like Beyonce yes. and make a fool of yourself in the middle of a gym, which I may or may not have done. Or just get a good outfit on and stretch in the corner and act like you got it all together. That's right. That is right. It's all about just feeling your best, Absolutely. giving it your best shot. So that's Fit Fest going on right now. And so that's why I um, am dressed for uh, for radio, really. No, yeah. Not for TV. You're just nope. getting let's get nope. physical. Just, that's right. Dressed for, yeah, I'm having like an <laughs> Olivia Newton-John moment. Um, um, but we also got Ready or Hot this week. It's been a very busy week. It has been a very busy week, so yes. So congrats. Are you Thank feeling you. recovered? Because we, you had a very big show on Thursday evening. Yeah. A lot of people were there. Well, and I think it's always, I'm, I'm, it's so great that you asked that because I think people at a certain point think it's super easy because you get out there and you host and you see all these great outfits, but there's a lot of behind the scenes work. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yes. and that's a big one for me. You I mean, dressed, what, 50 models? 50? It, yeah, 50 model size 0 to 26. Wow. So it's based on and it's based on body empowerment. So, you know, it's the styling portion. As you know, you're my co-host, so we mm-hmm. we go into hosting mode and come up with some good laughs, it right? Was fun. It was but it's fun. the whole it's the overall production and the the team that I work with at Planned Parenthood is really amazing. Yeah. They really are. Yeah, I mean, and you had, I mean, you found some amazing fashions all from local stores. Yeah, and you know, that's, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, this is Shop Girls. That's what we talk about. I I get so inspired um, by going out and seeing what's out there because, you know, that's what we do. You know, you know as well, also from Fashionopolis, you know, we talk about the trends, but then we have to go out into our local market and see if those are available. And by all means, they always are. Yeah. They really are. And it's it's nice to see, like, you know, I was saying to you, like local motion. We had talked about it closing. Yes, it tell me what's going on. I've got to get over there. So local motion, the longtime owner yes. retired and was going to close Barb. the store, yeah. but then ended up selling it. So she sold the show, the store. And it's always about a show. I'm thinking show, right. show, show, right? Everything's a show with Grant um, Whitaker. But, you know, it was really interesting walking in there. I mean, I literally stopped. I took a breath and thought, wow, now this this is what like a reemergence should look like. Okay, has the store itself changed? You know, she it's almost like she left 
the history there. Mm-hmm. But then in com- uptown, we're talking and right completely on modernized it. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful and it's ageless. And there are sizes literally in that store zero to 26. Wow. And I mean, really thought about, I think, each and every woman and a great pair of pants. I mean, I was so inspired and so happy to see that. Wow. Yeah, I was really proud of her. There. Yeah. yeah. And I thought casual it was dressy. I mean, I know that you had, I know there was at least one, like a gorgeous long yellow dress yeah, that I came mean, from there where there were most of the pieces dressy. Well, here's the interesting thing is there's a good variety in the store, but you know, she's also working on the concept where she said to me, you know, I want people to talk to me about what they're looking for because we are seeing out there at market and we're bringing in certain things and we're trying to do a lot more of like these smaller activations so that we can show people that we can actually bring them custom pieces in as well. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. And it's good now and then when you feel like, oh, you've been to all the places or you tend to get, we all tend to get in ruts and just go to the same place over yeah. and over. Good to break out. Yeah, I'm going to head there actually this afternoon. I There are oh, some really? pants there that are like to die for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other surprising finds or just places that maybe we haven't thought about for a while that would be good to revisit? Yeah, you know, I always like to, because they've changed like their storefront so many times. They've gone from being in the North Loop to the Galleria and then to a new space in the Galleria. I always like to give a good call out to Roe Wolf. Yeah. Because I just, I feel like there's, They're doing again, such a great job. Yeah. I mean, there's a good notion of what's in the store there, mm-hmm. you know? And then if you like, and then there's like these smaller boutiques, like here in St. Paul, like Scarborough Fair, like yeah. people always forget about that store. And the interesting thing is, again, if you are a size zero to 30, mm-hmm. you can find something for yourself there. Um, okay, that you know what you know what I'm gonna talk about. The I mean, I got to wear I, you dressed me. It always yeah. makes for an easy day when I just know that I'm gonna show up and Grant's gonna tell me what to put on, and I'm just gonna right. say, Yes, sir. Um, but I got to wear a gorgeous Joy Noel jacket. Yeah, super versatile, could tie around the front. Mm-hmm. You tied it in the back, cinched it in a little bit. Exactly. But just so yeah, I mean, Joy Noel, one of our longtime favorites. And you were saying that her new collection is also yeah, and you know it's, it's funny so um, Joy had called and said hey by the way the Star Trib wants to do in their magazine they want to do a feature on me uh-huh. so I'm I'm really excited and so I was talking to the interviewer about that and she was asking questions about Joy and you know it's really interesting I've known her for so long and I've watched her obviously develop and her lines developed mm-hmm. it's interesting I said to her the other day I was getting a preview of what she was doing and I said this looks like you when you started but it's almost like you took a little bit of like Lagerfeld inspiration into what you're doing right now mm-hmm. I mean it's so gorgeous I'm so excited for her yeah I mean I always am excited for her but I saw a dress that's coming out in her new collection I mean I was like gobsmacked it was so gorgeous Anytime you can use the word gobsmacked, it's going to be a good day. Don't you think? Great word. Yes. Yes. Okay. You mentioned Lagerfeld. We have to go there. But before we do, um, I just wanted to ask you about one of my other favorite pieces in the show, that great bold striped jacket with oh the God, like right? palazzo pants. Are you going to buy was, that? That was what? Cat Lab. It's the Cat Lab. Which is a Lab. local line. Yeah. And was that also at Local Motion? Uh, that was you... at Mona Williams. At Mona Williams. Yeah. So, you know, the Cat Lab is in there online if you go. Google cat, the cat lab. Yes. Everything will come up, but it's And I locally. got to wear one of their dresses. Like, a, was that last year or the year before? It was the year before. Yeah. Just yeah. this like 
total surprise delight yeah. local line and and you can shop online but still support local yeah. i love that but sh- but some of the, her things are selling now at mona williams yeah and it's a gr- another it's a really really great line so great. she works she comes up with the designs she works with a manufacturer in asia brings all those pieces over does this great online business and i mean literally she lives in chaska mm-hmm. but you know they're originally from denmark so cool yeah and she's from singapore Okay. So I mean, it's really beautiful stuff. If people wanted to see all the highlights, didn't you? Don't you have yeah. it all online? You Where can do they go, go? Yeah, I love that you're asking. I got it right on the tip of my <laughs> it's tongue. Almost like I'm a reporter. Yeah, you could go to like www.readyourhot/program. <laughs> okay. Yeah, literally. Ready or hot. And you've got all the credits, yeah. and so that people can see where you were shopping, where exactly. you were pulling. And- yeah, just remember it's readyourhot.com or .org. You can go there. You can find the program from the okay. evening and see all the great stuff. Great, great. Well, we, we of course, today we're going to do a little um, Academy Awards preview. I can't believe it's tomorrow. I'm wrapping so up the awards season. Um, some um, fashion week highlights, but of course the big fashion news that kind of rocked the world this week was the death of the legend, the one and only Karl Lagerfeld. Yeah. Were you a particular fan of oh, his? Oh yeah, it's, I'm like a huge fan. Yeah? Yeah. From all time? I was probably like his biggest fan. Really? Well, I'm German. Bigger than, uh, than um, you know, Anna and Winter? it's like um, growing up in Germany and my mother being German, you know, um, there was nobody bigger. Yeah. What do you think is his, I mean, I've been reading all sorts of stories and um, the New York Times Magazine had done a story about him a few years ago in 2015 that they um, that they, you know, kind of re-released. And mm-hmm. it's it's a lovely interview. You really kind of understand who he was, right. quirks and all. And he just kind of was his own. And how he didn't ever, he didn't want to answer questions about where he came from. He was only focused on the present. Yeah. And sort of the way that he, you know, envisioned Chanel and what he did for that fashion house. I mean, it's really, it's really an enlightening piece. It's worth reading or rereading. Well, and you know, I have followed all the years of his career. I mean, I just, I'm, you know, I'm a fashion stylist, fashion producer. I mean, I don't think there was anybody better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you grow up and like also when you're in Europe and he's a German, I mean, he was constantly in every publication and everything. I mean, he had celebrity status like nobody did. Mm -hmm. But the if you don't know or or haven't really read anything on Karl Lagerfeld, the most interesting thing that I have always found about him was the fact of how he would sketch and then go into the atelier and they would take that sketch and he would work with them on how they had to mold it on a mannequin. He wow. wasn't a seamter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't have that experience. I mean, they literally had to work with the sketches and the fabrics. And, you know, there are these great documentaries like um, The Secret Society of Okator. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they interview people like Karl Lagerfeld or John Galliano. And, you know, it's not just that he was a great designer. He was so respected yeah. by every designer. Because he was so talented. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Um, when We have to take a quick break. When we get back, though, you've got to, of course, Carl Lagerfeld, a planner, and the, and the diva, till the end, actually left quite specific instructions yes. of what was to happen after his death. So we will tell you about that and tell you about some new lines at Target, too. We'll switch gears completely. Coming up next on Shop Girls. Don't go away. Would you 
Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan. Grant Whitaker is here today, and we're so glad to have him. Get your questions ready. Grant loves questions just right. I do. Unprepared. Yes. He can just do it all right off the top of his yeah. head, and he always has great answers. So get your questions prepared for hour two right after noon. We'll, we'll uh, talk shop with you. Um, we were talking about the death of fashion legend Carl Lagerfeld. Um, and true to form, even in death, he's ordering people around. Of course. So People Magazine had this story about, um, you know, that he was famous for his perfectionism. So he left a lengthy manual, <clears throat> excuse me, with detailed instructions about how he wanted to be remembered. It was a five-page document. He started by instructing employees to remove all items from his store windows and simply place one bouquet of white roses and a company statement on display. Well, it's, Tasteful. It's just, I mean, it's hard to imagine ordering your team to do this. But how you, detailed. But I mean, it was also like it was down. It was the white roses with the clear vase. Yes. Oh, yes. He wanted them. Yeah. Not only white, white flower. He didn't stop there. It wasn't just white roses. Locally purchased a white flower bouquet out of white roses and it needed to go in the middle. Yes. Don't, don't put it off to the side. It needed to go in the middle of the window, according to and and there are photos. It has happened. It is on display in the windows of his store. Oh, my gosh. The roses need to be exactly 120 centimeters long. I know. I love that. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Well, I, I mean, think but, I better get to work. I mean, like, I have no idea what I mean, I, whatever. Well, I think, I mean, when you think about it, though, I mean, why wouldn't they want to do that? I mean, I like when we were reading those articles this morning, I mean, they had $4 billion in sales, literally, in 2007, and it went to $14 million by 2017. I mean, it's like this was somebody who really understood the business. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, when you watched those shows, the sets and the details, I mean, everything was done at a certain perfection level that was just beyond. Yeah. No funeral. He didn't want a funeral. Mm -hmm. He was um, cremated and um, he wanted his ashes scattered with his mother um, and late partner Jacques de... Bachier, is that it? Um, and didn't want a, a ceremony. Um, but he he said he had told the New York Times in 2015 that he would die on the spot and that he was he would never stop working. And right. he didn't. He worked to the end. Nobody knows exactly how old he was. Well, they say close to 85. Right. But there is a dispute about. And I mean, did you have you ever seen a photo of him not in his famous tall white no. collar? No. And black suit. I mean, I wonder what, I mean. I mean, that would be, that's what's so interesting is, is reading, you know, like all of the, like the supermodels doing like their tributes and stuff to him and talking about their experiences and the dinner parties and how they would finish fittings. And he was so lovely and they would get to go downstairs and sometimes have little shopping sprees and things like that. You know, you read like all the insight and it, and it was all really good. But that's so interesting that you say that is no one ever talked about Behind the scenes, did he come out of that wardrobe? Was it a little right. different? Did he let his ponytail down? 
You know, never none I've of that. Never seen. I mean, the the most I've seen is him in a sparkly jacket as opposed to a black jacket. Right. But always the high white collar, and it's kind of funny, isn't it? When you think about, I've always been I've always been struck by how many big designers you think about Armani and and so many that had sort of this uniform right that they always wear the same thing meanwhile we're supposed to be buying you know yeah. these thousand dollar pieces and wearing different things every day well and one of the like the funniest things I want a uniform that I read this week about <laughs> uh, you know his passing and that I thought was really really interesting was there was a trend forecast for Halloween that that would be his look would be one of the top costumes for 2019. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, very distinct. That's yeah. for sure. Um, I think the other thing that before we move on, just to touch on, is just the the legacy of the kinds of shows mm-hmm. that he created for Chanel. It was not your typical runway show. No. And just the the theater of it all and the the way that he, I mean, just the kinds of spec. Do you have a favorite through the Well, years? it's funny because, you know, he took over the line in 1983 and then... You know, even after all these years of following him, I didn't realize that when he first started, he had worked for Balmain. And then I, you know, I knew he was at Chloe before he came over to Chanel. But it's really interesting, you know, because, of course, he had Chanel, but he had Fendi and he had his own line, Lagerfeld, right, his own right. Lagerfeld line. Um, You know, I will say, I think one of my favorites, which was a, like a more recent one, there's two. There's one that he did for Resort, and if you have never watched a Chanel show or gone online to view these, there was one that he did for Resort where he set up the longest table in a circular kind of U, mm-hmm. and all the guests sat at the table and the models walked through, but it was set like something out of like Louis the Fourteenth, all done in silvers and crystals, and that was just specifically a resort show. The iceberg in, in recent history was Amazing. Do you remember when he did the supermarket? Oh my God, I love the supermarket. That was amazing. I love the space that he did. I loved kind of like the the farm arena of things where he did more of the rodeo. I mean, each year they just, what they would come up with just and invest so in sets. so imaginative. And so different and yeah. so regal. And But you know, also looking back at the clothes that would march during the day of like in the early 90s with the supermodels and Claudia Schiffer and Cindy Crawford and the clothes and the way that it was put together, like there was um, a particular photo that I saw this week of like, like Linda Evangelista and, and Cindy and Christy and Naomi all in like these cute pastel colors, mm-hmm. just having a ball, you know, and that's really interesting. It's really beautiful. If you're a fashion person like I am, I mean, I don't think there was anybody like that was greater. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know who is really mourning, but will be well taken care of. Carl Lagerfeld's cat. I know. Isn't that so cute? The story. <gasps> Choupette. Yes. Is uh, going to inherit uh, a portion <laughs> of the $300 million fortune that yes. Carl Lagerfeld leaves behind. Hope is shaking her head like, damn, I wish I was a cat. <laughs> Good well, and to how be about Carl the, Lagerfeld's cat, right? How about the Instagram post with the little like black hat and veil yes. over the kitty? <laughs> Yes. Oh, my God. Oh. I mean, Choupette has lived a very lavish lifestyle and, you know, must keep up what she was accustomed well, to. Well, she needs her caviar. Right. And that's meals, part of, yes. Daily in the will. meals of caviar and chicken pate. And she only travels by private jet. Yes. <laughs> Do we know where she's going to be living? Well, but you know what's really interesting? Oh, also, I mean, she could fall back on her own influence if she ever does need to make a little cash because Choupette, Karl Lagerfeld's cat, has over 260,000 followers on Instagram. 
Yeah, and a lot of that She's money. She's an influence she has her, Kitty has her own money <laughs> from endorsements and different things. That's right. That's she was, right. She was the spokes kitty for the German car Opal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. And she has helped uh, launch makeup lines for um, Shuamura. And uh, she a, a luxury cat line, um, Cheshire, Cheshire and Wayne. She's been the subject of two books. Not one, two Two books, um, and she, yeah, she has her own little fortune. As Carl Lagerfeld likes to say, she's a rich little girl. Well, but you know what was really interesting? <laughs> According to French law, you can't will an animal. You can't will an animal. And I loved his quote. He was like, well, good thing I'm a German. Oh, wow. Dang. All right. Well, good to be Choupette. Maybe we should try to make friends. Um, we have to take a quick break. When we get back, I'm super excited um, to welcome an interior designer that I've only recently gotten to know. Her name has been everywhere. Um, you might have seen it. It's Studio BV. And lately, every project I see, I feel like is coming from Studio BV. So we're going to meet Betsy Voss and get some great design tips right after this on Shop Girls. Don't go away. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan. Grant Whitaker is here today. Harmony will be back next week. She sends her regards from Chicago. Um, so one of the first things I did at um, Twin Cities Business Magazine was introduce a new feature called Office Envy because I have a lot of Office Envy because I, I'm always walking into these cool spaces and going, oh my gosh, I want to work here. No, I want to work here. And I thought it would be really fun to show some of those amazing spaces and the name that kept coming up over and over studio bv this one was designed by studio bv i'm like who the heck is studio bv and why don't i know who is this who is bv she is betsy voss and we are so excited to have her here with us today betsy where did you come from it's like out of out of nowhere here you are she's magical really right only here um well, I came from, I've been in this market for a long time, but I started my business a little over three years ago. And that's okay. kind of when I think a lot of people started to focus on our studio, yeah. which is about 15 great da- talented designers and architects who do great work. So Studio BV is a, is a group of great people doing great work. So do you do all commercial or is it a, a little mix? bit of both? We do some residential for people we like and know. People you like. <laughs> well, okay. Like and know. Because that can be... Um, Let's try Grant. Let's see. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Well, how it's interesting though. How did you how did you start focusing on offices? So, um, I left my old firm and started this new practice and I really wanted to focus on spaces that made people be happier, more fulfilled and more connected to the work and the people that they're doing. So, design can do that. It can mm-hmm. transform. So, the reason you walk into spaces and you're like, "Oh, I want this." There's an emotional kind of release. Absolutely. It's cuz you're connecting to something and it's who they are as an organization, right? It's that sort of extra. If like a website could be physical or a business card, that's what we're trying to do. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's an emotional connection to people. And so when we really get to know a client, we can flush that out and we can architecturalize those hopes, those dreams, that sort of culture. That's pretty cool. Um, It is pretty cool because then it changes everything for them. Yeah. So So how does process work with a client for you to get to know them? Well, we spend a lot of time. I mean, time spent is really what it's all about. So we try to walk the walk with them. We hang out with them. We watch them use space. We watch them interact with their clients because we really want to understand not just what they say, but what they do, because those are usually two very different things. People tell you what they want to hear 
And then they sure. really do something different. Well, but that's interesting that you say that. And I think the biggest example of that and the thing that I've been reading about, Fast Company just did an article um, about the kind of the the backlash to open yep. offices and that everybody wanted it and they look great on Instagram and everyone thinks they want to be in like a big artist loft space. And the reality is people don't really do their best work out in the mm-hmm. open, right. nor do they really like it. So what's going to happen? So you're right. And and it isn't like that idea of like one size fits all. Everybody get in this room, sit at a table and everything's going to be great. Doesn't work because mm-hmm. it's really saying your job and my job are the same. And most of the time they're not. And people work differently. They have different personalities. So what we try to do is take um, and kind of rebalance that. And so creating a lot of diversity. So creating small spaces where people can get away, creating sort of lounge conditions that kind of mimic sort of a hotel lobby, coffee shop. So really trying to create diversity so people can move throughout that and get diverse experiences to do that. Mm-hmm. We also add more offices back in. So the pendulum is kind of swung back to let's, Put in more privacy. Let's acknowledge people that have to do private work because they really aren't being successful. So right. it's, it's sort of looking at the situation, being honest about activities and trying to rebalance it and know that it's not always about reducing real estate. Because that was kind of that driver was just let's just cut everything in half. It'll be better. So, so you, you don't think we're I'm sorry, Grant. You, you, I, I was just, you don't think we're going to shift back to cubicles. Or to like individual offices. It's just a matter of creating a different mix. I notice a lot of phone booths. Yes. It seems like phone booths have a new life. There are no phones in the phone booths. Right. But that's kind of the new thing. I've noticed a lot of new. Is that that a trend? It's yeah, it's I think beyond a trend. It's kind of like a micro office, right? You can shut a door. You can focus. Hopefully it's a little bit more intimate. And then you can do heads down work. Um, we also see booths, like taking that notion of like a really great booth in like a restaurant, like an old clubby restaurant, but really making that in the office. So it sort of has a lid on it, has two sides. So it's almost like a room without a, one side on it. Hmm. People love those because they're really private, but yet you don't feel like you're kind of huddled away in some dark corner. Yeah. So we're trying to solve for that in different ways. Well, I was going to say, I mean, your work is so unique. I mean, like looking at your website and all these like different examples of all these great spaces that you've designed. If someone was listening, what would be like some tips that you would give, especially if somebody was just thinking, God, I've got to like refab my office a little bit. And, and, and before you answer that, let's give everyone, every time we talk about design, we get like people, what paint color, what this, what that. So we're going to give them the chance. If you have a question for Betsy, um, our number is six, five, one, six, four, one, one Oh seven, one. Um, and you can always email us by going to the shop girls page at my talk, one Oh seven, one.com or tweet me at Allie shops and we'll get them to her. Okay. Okay. No pressure. We no love pressure. tips. Yeah, we like, love tips. You know. <laughs> we know you know all the answers. Come on. <laughs> so funny. Um, so I would say for office, start thinking about how you can use space differently. So um, one space that we kind of think about that we try to talk to clients about is what's a reception space like right now? Because nobody really has receptionists. No one calls anybody, right? How many visitors are you having that don't know where they're going? So we try to say, okay, this is usually a ton of space and it's your first impression. And if it's empty or has a sign that says, call this number on a big giant desk, it just feels like that impression is wasted. So Uh we're trying to think about how can we take that real estate and reactivate it? So is it a coffee bar? Is it a place where people are working? So when you walk in, you're like, oh, I want to be here. And now I have coffee and there's other people and I can, 
people are very competent. They can navigate an office landscape without someone there. And that job just doesn't exist anymore. No one's really a receptionist any longer. They're doing so many other tasks. So, I, I feel very sad hearing you say that because we had a long time at MSP. Patty was there for a million years and Patty decided to retire and she's not being replaced. And exactly. it's like every time I walk in, I'm like, oh, I, I just know, feel you a little love sad. Her, right. right? <laughs> but like, what job but I, would that be? But, but I realized how many things I didn't know how to do. Because as long as Patty was there, Patty had Band-Aids and Tylenol. She always had licorice. Right. She, held, she gave me stamps. Patty was she told CBS. me how to mail things. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I miss that. Yes, yes. No, but you, you think that, that you think those days well, are over. I think that you can get that in different ways. And I do mm-hmm. think people are super competent with their phones and we can use technology to sort of navigate. And so we want to it's just a ton of wasted space. So because no one ever waits in a waiting room for like how long. Right. So we want to make that more usable and more activated. And then when you walk in, you feel that energy of the company and you want to you want to stay yeah so when you're working with a client like how do you start with them do you think about the creative do you think about the flow do you think about the design we think about all that well we try to ask a lot of dumb questions we always say we don't know anything about your business even if we do we pretend we don't because Mm -hmm. you may actually think you know what they do and you have no idea i worked this technology company it took me five months to actually understand what they were saying (laughs) i didn't have i'm like what every time we asked them was a different thing like but do you like red or orange right (laughs) and it was orange but Wow. Okay. Tell me again, because some people aren't great at articulating what they really do. And we're trying to synthesize that and distill that. So we're, we're going to ask a range of simple questions and complex questions around the basics of their space, but also their business because mm-hmm. businesses space should work hard for them. It should change their business. And so we yeah. really have to get to what are the drivers and people are doing real estate deals for 10 years. And I always say, what's it going to be like in 2029 and people look at me like i have no idea and i said well that's what you're signing up for so that's what we're trying to game out yeah is what's 10 years going to be like and 10 years ago no one had an iphone right you know 2007 8 basically is when iphones came out so i mean that's a that's a big shift that we see in 10 years in technology and people and demographics of who's going to work there so we have to be magicians (laughs) to try to figure out how are we going to create a space that's going to resonate in eight years in a totally different context with different people that's a lot of pressure um, are there, do you, I mean, I, I know all your projects are your babies, I'm sure, but are there any, um, favorites or things that you've done recently, whether it's a specific company or just like something you've done within? Well, I would say one of my favorite projects is Every Eve. We did, Every Eve is a local sort of we fashion. We know it well, yeah. yes. Okay. So, um, we're big fans of the Tamties and Megan Tamtee. Mm-hmm. So, um, they had asked us to design their new office and they were in this really cute across from 44th in France, mm-hmm. like really cute, but they were packed stuff. in there. Yeah. They it couldn't was, move. Like a, yeah, absolutely. A, a women's clown car. It was like yeah. too crazy. Well, so, and they've grown so <laughs> yes, exponentially. Totally. I mean, they have like what, how many employees do like they have 100? now? Like a hundred. Yeah. yeah. In, 85 in plus locations. Yeah. Right. Running the business. So they wanted to move to a, you know, a, a kind of a traditional office building, but they didn't want it to look like an office building. I remember the first conversation she was like, I don't want a cubicle. You can't give us cubes. That's just not who they are. Right. So they're a fashion company and they want to design more work. And so this needed to reflect their brand. So when you work with a retailer, the workspace has a pretty tall order to fill, right? Because it should feel like the store. It should feel like the clothes. It should feel like Megan's personality. So that was a really fun thing. So we we did the same thing. We dug in, we got to know them, we worked with them, we wanted to understand where they were going, and then we customized everything. And it's extremely feminine. And I would say that was so fun for us because we had a team of all women working on it. Um, but also 
we don't ever really get to sort of drive design towards a really feminine or masculine narrative. Mm-hmm. There's wallpaper. There's every shade of blush, pink, rose, um, raspberry in that space in a way that's balanced and sophisticated, but just totally feminine. And so that was just really fun for me as a as a designer of office space. I did notice that you use a lot of wallpapers there and you mix mm-hmm. different patterns. What's your best advice on that? And would you do wallpaper right now at at home? Yes, or in I, a would. Home office? Yeah. I would. I would do it in places that you can like have fun. So powder rooms are just kind of a basic place where you can have fun, you know, your guest bath or in your office, a place where it's going to inspire you. You know, if you don't want to take the risk of doing it in your living room, but how about your office? How about a powder room? How about your bathroom? I would say those are the places where you can really find the joy and take the chance and if you don't like it in two years change it Mm -hmm. and what about color like what would you say to someone that's afraid of color so that is my one of my best trends is color i think in the recession everyone just you know everything was minimized right color risk personality now people feel good again and i think people are coming back to this idea of self-expression and color so we're seeing people take big chances on color which is so great so clients say yes to things they would have never said yes to like five years ago so i think at your home too take a chance it's just paint right so it's just paint you can change it tomorrow again yourself so take those chances and it can make a big change and express what you feel like i mean in this winter maybe everything should look like the beach because it's pretty bad out, right? So yes. do you have anything, too, that you think of that, that's, like, trendy in the moment? Like, that trendy thing you've got to have? You've got to have. I would say pastels are super trendy right now. You're seeing a lot of that. You're seeing a lot of, like, geometric shapes. So things that are kind of chunky, sort of tables that are really chunky, kind of very 80s feeling, that's pretty trendy. And I would say if you go buy a couple pieces, you don't have to spend a lot of money. An end table, coffee table. Right. Same way we do with our fashion exactly. accessories. Right. It can change swap the look, them in, change swap the room, them out. the rug too. There's a lot of, if you look on even like West Elm or CB2, the rugs like have a bunch of chunky pastel shapes. Throwing some of that into your space will really kind of reboot it and it costs very little. Love it. Well, we'll put a link to your webpage and you're super fun to follow on Instagram too. Betsy Voss of Studio BV. Thank you so much thank for you. stopping by yeah, and joining you. us. I'm inspired. Oh. I'm going to go home and make my living room a beach. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. Me too. We'll be back with more Shop Girls right after this. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan. Grant Whitaker is here today. So get ready to fire your fashion questions at him in just a little bit. But right now, it is that time in the show where we take a look at a trend, we pick it apart, look at it from every angle, and say, whose look is it anyway? I can't believe she's wearing that outfit. It's time for the shop girls to ask. Can I ask you something? Whose look is it anyway? Well, I don't know how much reading you were doing, Grant, (laughs) yesterday, but all the headlines in the fashion world that weren't about Karl Lagerfeld were about Versace. Yes. Their fall 2019 show, they took it back to the 90s in a big way. Touches of grunge, a lot of of straps and leather. And what did you think? What was so funny when you sent that to me, like, you know, Allie, of course, is so detailed in preparing for radio as she oh, does. Oh yes, very detailed. And I was I had watched the show yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, and then this came through. I love the clothes. I hated the grunge hair. Really? I did. I hated it. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, just, I mean, and it's one of those things that is so runway specific. Like, are we really all going to be, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's good to fall back on if there's a day when you just can't do your hair or you're looking a little greasy, right. looking a little worn, you just say, oh, this is intentional. I'm going for that Versace's 90s grunge throwback. Well, and it's funny. I mean, I, I that was like the height of me starting was in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I remember the grunge movement coming in and you had all this great fashion and the supermodels. And then all of a sudden there was that like Kurt Cobain kind of look that kind of came in. Right. Yeah. And it was like they literally took like Kurt Cobain's hair. Right. And put it on this great like 90s fashion. I mean, it was a it was yeah, kind of I a mean, cool idea. They, they're saying grunge. But to me, this doesn't really look very grungy. When I think grunge, I think Kurt Cobain. I'm thinking like oversized flannel shirts Absolutely. and dirty right. jeans. And this isn't that. This was more. It was just the body hair. suits and really form fitting, yeah. you know, clothing. What was interesting to me is Donatella's explanation for why she wanted to do something that looked a little messy and a little dirty. And she said, the way we live today online and in Instagram, it's not really right. Right. That's what Donatella says. It is yes. not really right. There is a need Donatella. for a little imperfection. Yes. And so that's what inspired her collection, which is very interesting. The the, the irony being that to fit into some of these pieces, you kind of need to be perfect. You do. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, you know, Versace is known, or as, as Donatella would say, Versace is known. Oh, do that again. Do Versace. That again? Thank you very much. Um, is known for like that pattern play. And they're really good at doing it. But there are certain pieces that I also think that I love Versace. I love Versace. Yeah. I really do. And you know that. Um, but there are certain pieces that nobody should wear. Right. Right. You know, I mean that just nobody should wear. You're just like, really? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I would I would skip the greasy hair. Um, I would skip the um like the ruched tank top over a trench coat. (laughs) That is just like that's kind of just way too complicated for my mind. And that's like one of those things that somehow it looks okay on a runway, but oh my God, in real life, that is not meant to happen. But I will say this, there were some great jackets and and some great colors. Greens and oranges, which were really fun to see. And I mean the green, orange and brown. Yeah. I mean, not it, not our typical palette. Well, and you know, like if you, it's not like we have a Versace store here in the Twin Cities. No, but, it isn't. you know, having recently been in LA and, and seeing the stores, you also have to remember this, the way that they style it for runway is not always practical for everybody. Right. Period. Or the look in it's, general. It's theater. Yeah. But you go into the store and you see the pieces individually and they are absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. just stunning. Yeah. Um, Okay, this might be my favorite fashion headline of the week. Ready for it? This is an in-style. Models are wearing actual TV dinners down (laughs) the runway. I know, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Actual TV dinners down the runway. This is courtesy of Moschino. Um, And no joke, model with like a um peas and carrots clutch bag yes yes well and a jacket yes there there was i mean just like this is this is crazy this is this is truly quirky and weird and if you want to turn heads this is the way to do it don't you love to wear your vegetables yeah well i think my kids might right instead of eating their peas and carrots which they're not very good at say, how about wearing your peas and carrots it's very very fall 2019 it's like excuse me do you have this available in the fried chicken dinner i would love that yes um but yes literally like these crazy just picture and again bright colors 
oranges, cobalt blue, you know, kind of a form-fitting dress, but then a clutch bag that looks <laughs> like a TV dinner. A picture of a TV dinner yeah, on the outside. I think that would be great for you this week when you go back to work. But absolutely. Yes. Yes, I am picking one of those up, a TV dinner clutch, and that you can have for, you know, five hundred and seventy. dollars Does it include dessert? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the TV dinners had desserts. No. Uh-uh. Um, so, yeah, that is quirky indeed. Um and then did you see this? Oh, let's all, wait. Did you also see who this was the year and it happened at New, in New York at Fashion Week as well of the return of the retired supermodels? Yeah. The surprise supermodel closing out the show. Versace did that, too. Yeah. Did you see been, who it was? Well, you know, when they started to celebrate, <clears throat> excuse me, the fact that Gianni, you know, the of his passing and the years of his passing, 20 years. Yep. They started to talk about, they started to bring in. So the first year it was Naomi and Cindy and Claudia and Carla. They all came down in the gold dresses. Mm -hmm. Then the following, then all of a sudden Shalom Harlow Mm -hmm. was there. Mm -hmm. And then she closed the show last season. Then she opened. And then, of course, Stephanie Seymour came back and closed out the show. Stephanie Seymour closed the show and looked amazing. She did. But you know what was really interesting? Stephanie was the only one to come out with a little bit of drama and talking about um, Kendall Jenner's. reference to being kind of like the highest paid model. And Stephanie, of course, had some controversy in saying, you know, look, are you, we were real models. Like, and it was interesting because Kendall was in the show and this was the only show she did this season. Oh, really? So this was the first fashion show she had done since Victoria's Secret. Mm. So I wonder if there was a little cat pulling backstage. A little backstage tension. We'll have to see if we can dig up any headlines on that. For sure. Thanks for bringing the dirt. little hot dish. Appreciate that. (laughs) That's Grant Whitaker here with me today. We have another hour of Shop Girls coming right up. Next, we'll take your questions. We want to talk shop with you. So get ready to give us a call. More Shop Girls right after the news.